0: Top Stories of the Week Australia Tries Something New Also, America Sticks to Something Old And the Monkeys are Coming This is News Weekly Hello and welcome, my name is Sami Shah and this is News Weekly where we punch the news in the headlines, Weekly I'm already dreading the 2025 election news now. Last week, Australia met its new Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. It was a historic moment for middle aged white men with spectacles and receding hairline everywhere to see a man just like them finally sitting in the highest political office of the land for the first time since, you know, the last few seconds. Taking the podium, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese gave a moving victory speech, visibly holding back tears.
1: It says a lot about our great country, that the son of a single mum who was a
0: disability pensioner, who grew up in public housing down the road in Camperdown... can stand before you tonight as Australia's Prime Minister. It was a moving tribute to his mother and his own humble origins as the son of a disability pensioner in public housing, something that he only ever brings up every time anyone ever asks him anything at all, no matter how unrelated. Albanese wasn't the only one struggling to hold back tears that night. Former Prime Minister Scott Morrison also exhibited a long-rumoured ability to display emotion when speaking at a church.
1: Where yeah, God calls us, whether you're a prime minister or a pastor, um, running a business, teaching in schools, working in the police force.
0: Causing a riot on Manus Island, which resulted in the murder of a refugee, ignoring the alleged rape of a staffer, lying about being in Hawaii during some of the worst bushfires in New South Wales. Oh, and delayed the vaccine rollout due to incompetence and negligence. He then went on to quote from scripture. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I live in darkness, the Lord is a light for me.
1: May God bless Australia. May God bless our community. And
0: may God continue to show his favour on this wonderful church family. He presumably then went on to speak in tongues. With the odious foxplat that was Scott Morrison no longer leading the Liberal Party, everyone instantly began wondering who the new leader would be. It soon became obvious that the choices were limited to former Defence Minister Peter Dutton or the equally qualified West African parasitic worm Loa Loa, which burrows into the human eye and can cause painful blindness as it feeds on the cornea. After deliberation, however, the Liberal Party decided the eye worm was too woke and instead voted for Peter Dutton, who gave his official speech as the new leader of the Death Eaters.
1: Make no mistake, and Australians understand this, that the next three years under Labour is going to be tough for the Australian
0: people. So by his logic, Australians voted a majority Labour government in because they wanted things to be tough? We found life too easy under nine years of Liberal government and thought we'd play things on a difficult setting just to see how we do. He then announced who the Liberals will be targeting in the next election. Our policies will
1: be squarely aimed at the forgotten Australians in the suburbs across regional Australia...
0: Ah yes, the forgotten Australians. It used to be the quiet Australians, but it turned out the quiet ones still voted for Labour and the Greens and the Independents. So now it's the forgotten Australians. After that, it'll be the only scene in the peripherals, Australians. Then the lurking under sewers and in dark water drainage pipes, Australians. And finally the burrowing ones who will rise up from beneath the cracks between universes to feed on the dying screams of our universe's final moments, Australians. The new Prime Minister, meanwhile, has finally unveiled a new front bench, featuring more women in Cabinet than any other time in Australian history. And that's just not where the diversity ends, as Andrew Proben of ABC News points out. Those newbies are a diverse bunch, from a multilingual former dolphin trainer, one of several from Asian backgrounds,
1: more Indigenous representatives, to a towering Olympic shooter...
0: It's the giant Olympic shooter that I'm most excited about. At least now, if shit goes down, there's someone for everyone else to hide behind. Albanese then listed the priorities of his new government. Cheaper childcare, and in the climate was. Anti-corruption commission, more secure work, lifting wages, taking pressure off the cost of living. I mean, that sounds like the start of a really killer slam poem. Yo, can I get some basic beatboxing going? deeper childcare, and in the climate Was,
1: anti-corruption commission, more secure work, lifting wages, taking
0: pressure off the cost of living. Hey, I'm digging it. With the Labour front bench settled, the opposition dusting itself off after setting itself and the country on fire for nine years, and the clear message sent by the electorate that they want action on climate change and a federal anti corruption commission right away, all that is left now is for us to be grateful the election is over so we can settle into three years of continuous disappointment. Guns don't kill people, Americans with guns killed people, news now. Last week saw another school shooting in America, the 27th this year alone and the 119th since 2018. The latest took place in the small Texas town of Uvalde, where yet another young man who had spent the last few months threatening to rape and kill women who had repeatedly reported him to the authorities but were ignored, went out, legally bought a semi-automatic weapon and murdered 21 people in an elementary school. And as always happens, American politicians ran to defend semi-automatic weapons from being blamed, throwing themselves in the path of that blame with the kind of bravery that the police in Uvalde forgot it was their job to exhibit. In the past, American conservatives have blamed video games, violent movies, and mental health issues. This time, the chinless fucksplat that the voters of Texas seem to think best represents their stupid fucking state, Ted Cruz, decided to blame the concept of doors themselves. One of the things that, that, that everyone agreed is don't have all of these unlocked back doors. Have one door into and out of the school. So there you go. Guns don't kill people, doors kill people. See, if schools didn't have actual doors but just made realistic drawings of doors on the wall, then the shooter would think he's walking into a door and just smack into a wall and boy will he be embarrassed. Fox News host and the biggest flaw in the supremacy part of an argument for white supremacy, Tucker Carlson, went further than that, blaming not doors but COVID. Oh, so the lockdowns dramatically increase the incidence of mental illness among young
1: people, and in 10 days we've seen two mass shootings by mentally ill young people. Could there be a connection? Now that's not finger-pointing, it's not to blame Fauci for yesterday's shooting. We're not that low, we're not Joe
0: Biden. That's right, the school shootings are because of lockdowns. And Dr. Fauci, not that he's blaming the chief medical advisor to the president, he's blaming the president. I, I think... But definitely lockdown. You remember how after lockdowns ended in Melbourne, we all went on killing rampages? It's a commonly known side effect of being alone with your thoughts, probably if you're Tucker Carlson. They weren't the only ones with creative ways of solving the problem that only exists in one country. Here's Herschel Walker, a former football player who likely suffered multiple concussions during the course of his athletic career before winning the Georgia Republican primary for Senate. Speaking on the show, unironically titled, Fox and Friends.
1: What we need to do is look into the person that did the, uh, did the shooting. The same thing that's happened whether it was in Texas, in New York, in Chicago, the thing happened in uh, Buffalo. You know, people see that. It's the person wielding that weapon. You know, Cain killed Abel. You know, and, uh, you know, and that's the problem that we have. And I said, what we need to do is look into how we can stop those things. You know, they talked about doing a disinformation What about getting a department that can look at young men, that's looking at uh, women, that's looking at uh, just social media? What about doing that, looking into things like that, and we can stop that that way?
0: I think there's already a department that does that, and it's called the NSA. And of course, what would a national tragedy be without Donald Trump coming up with a creative solution that no one thought of? After all, he's the man who in 2019 considered diverting a hurricane by dropping a nuclear bomb on it
1: so they're reporting that this is one of the most powerful hurricanes ever to hit our country is that actually a fact apparently president trump in private conversations with members of his staff had asked the question or posed the question can we nuke a hurricane to break it down, to destroy it, before it, stri- before it makes landfall.
0: So here he is with the answer to school shootings. It's
1: time to finally allow highly trained teachers to safely and discreetly concealed carry. Let them concealed carry.
0: The same teachers who he didn't trust to teach children about race and gender are now suddenly good to carry a gun into class because clearly there aren't enough dead children in American classrooms yet. Besides, what if the teacher armed with guns wants to start teaching critical race theory? What will Republicans do then?
1: As the age-old saying goes, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun
0: is a good guy with a gun. That age-old saying, by the way, ages back to the year of our Lord, 2012, when National Rifle Association Chief Wayne LaPierre made that remark after the Sandy Hook school shooting that killed 20 children and six school staff. Since then, there have been 948 school shootings in America. And then, in his speech at the National Rifle Association conference, where guns are not allowed inside the conference halls, Donald Trump read out the names of everyone killed in Uvalde with a fucking bell tolling after each name because reality is a ghoulish B-movie that is so on the nose that if there is a god, he should be replaced by the writer's room from the last season of Game of Thrones and it would still be a vast improvement. And I'm going to play the audio of him reading some of those names because I know none of you believe me and I need you to understand, this actually fucking happened.
1: Alexandria Rubio. Aletha Ramirez. Amory Garza. Annabel Guadalupe Rodriguez. Eliana Cruz-Torres.
0: I'm still holding out for the return of the bubonic plague news now. As Chinese cities finally reopen after their most recent lockdown, the world is getting better at living with COVID. Which means we're just in time for the latest pandemic on the block, Monkeypox. Monkeypox has now been detected in three more countries, bringing the total to 15. As scientists say, they are still unsure uh, what is causing the outbreak. Australia, Israel and Switzerland are the latest to report a presence of the virus. It's good. It's good. I, I was starting to get sick of socialising and going outside and, you know, generally feeling a sense of hope again. It's, it's my fault, really. I, I should have known better. So monkeypox, it turns out, isn't new. Just how every few years a new novel coronavirus emerges from China. Similarly, it turns out every few years a new monkey-related illness comes from West Africa. The symptoms are pretty terrible. About what you'd think they'd be from something called monkeypox. Here's Jimmy Whitworth, the professor of international public health at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, speaking to the Washington Post. It
1: usually starts with fever and headache. People feel pretty miserable and tired. They can get swollen glands. And then this typical rash develops, which is sort of pustular in form.
0: And that's usually what's infectious. And this is infectious until the the scabs actually fall off. That sounds nothing like a monkey to me. At least give me a prehensile tail if I get it. Like that would be a proper monkey box. Still, it turns out there isn't much reason to worry. The virus itself isn't actually that contagious, and it's only fatal for one in every hundred people, as explained by Washington Post journalist Merrill Cornfield. Unlike COVID that has infected millions, monkeypox is something that experts say the average American doesn't need to worry about getting. Which means the average American can still focus on worrying about getting shot to death because there are too many doors. And the average Australian... Well, we still need to worry about Peter Dutton and his forgotten Australians. Who knows where they lurk? <music> That's it for this week's edition of News Weekly. Thank you so much for continuing to subscribe to this podcast. If you like this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave a nice review. Give it a five-star rating. It really helps with the rankings and the algorithm and all of that jazz. Um, also, please continue to support this podcast by heading over to patreon.com slash samishah. That's S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H. Where a few dollars sent my way really help with the production and the writing and all these things. Otherwise, I'll see you right back here next week on News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines we